Welcome to the Geek Geek Podcast, where BJ is trying to catch them all. I'm Void, and I'm here with my co-host, Beej. Oh, that's creepy. Today we're talking about Pokemon, um, because you're kind of obsessed right now, basically. Kind of. Kind of a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's bad. I'm on one of those kicks that I get on, and I blame my eight-year-old nephew for this, that uh, he got into his school. I think I talked about it a, a few weeks ago, where his school just learned about Pokemon. Yeah, and didn't you say that like you're doing the trading card game because of him or with him or something, too? A little bit of both. I, I He's getting all the physical cards. I mean, he brings them to school, trades with his friends, all that. And over Christmas, well, I bought two of the theme decks that they have, at at Walmart recently of the TCG and I bought them for him but I opened them up before I gave them to him because all everything that you buy in terms of packs in terms of tins boxes anything like that comes with an on has a card in it for an online code and you take that and you redeem it at uh, the the trading card online trading card game online site and you get that product in the online version of it. Oh, that's cool. And so the client is really good. I mean, it's just as smooth as uh, just as smooth as, as Hearthstone is, really. Like, I've not had any kind of issues with it. And so I couldn't remember how to play Pokemon. And he wanted to, to learn how to play. So since I hadn't played it in literally 20 years... I decided that I should probably relearn how to play before I tried to tell him anything. And so I've been uh, really playing it on there and then learned how to do it, learned the rules, learned how to play these two decks specifically, and then I taught him how to play the uh, the card game over Christmas. Like Christmas Day, uh, some of our time was spent playing and uh, me teaching him how to play the card game. And uh, he calls me now and uh, just tells me about Pokemon and it, that he's gotten all these cards and what people are saying. And it's just, it's wonderful. Like it makes me so happy. Dude, that's but awesome. that got, and it got me wanting to know about it because I can't talk to him about it because he's wanting, he's telling me about all this stuff. And I don't know anything about Pokemon beyond generation one, except for the stuff that I saw in Omega Ruby. So I played let's go and that's generation one again. So I figure it's like, if I'm going to, do anything if he's i'm gonna be able to talk to the kid and, and really really be the uncle to him it's like i'm gonna have to uh to fall into pokemon so so i did yeah you just gotta fall on that sword i guess yeah to play I, that pokemon I, I did and i've played a lot of pokemon well yeah like, it's so a lot. you have like a bunch on here from the mainline pokemon series and yep. i'm confused because i know you've okay. been playing let's go and i know that right. Just through texting and like we talk, guys, we talk to each other when we're not on the podcast too. Um, <gasps> that you got the full Pokedex in Let's Go, and yes. that was like the first piece that surprised me. Like I did, I wasn't surprised that you liked Let's Go. I wasn't surprised that you beat it, but it was like you got the full Pokedex, and I was like, ooh, yes, interesting. Okay, and then you start talking <laughs> about mainline games, but now on here you have Ultra Sun and Alpha Sapphire and uh, like Omega Ruby. Like, what's going on? What's happening? Okay. Okay, so initially I had Omega Ruby on my wife's 2DS, and so that was tied to her uh, Nintendo ID. 
and so I had like three mythicals on there um, that I wanted, and then uh, maybe two mythicals and a legendary or whatever, and all the Pokemon. And I didn't really know about the Pokemon Bank at that point, and I didn't have the other ones to trade to, so I just deleted that save game and let my nephew borrow the uh, the Omega Ruby and the 2DS to play his very first Pokemon game. That's true love, y'all, is deleting your save so that your eight-year-old nephew can play his first Pokemon game. And so I did lose some from it. I lost Darkrai, I lost Jirai, I think Volcanion on there. And, okay, so I was like, but I kind of want to play these games. So he and his mom actually got me Let's Go for Christmas. Okay. So I brought my Switch to Christmas because I'd assumed I was getting it. And I didn't know 100%, but I, I'd assumed I was getting it. And even if not, I was, you know, it's the first Christmas after my mom passed away. It's like, I'm going to need something to take my mind off things. Yeah. So I brought my Switch. And uh, it's so I got Let's Go Pikachu. And it was awesome from the moment that i turned it on like you were right absolutely it is the most polished pokemon game they've made so far that it's great the the switch controls are wonderful that the, well i say switch the handheld controls are wonderful the single-handed controls are duty and uh, they're I, fine they're not great but uh, they're fine especially compared to other motion controls i do agree that the handheld mode is the way to go it's way better and i wish that you could play like that just with a pro controller when you have it docked so you don't have to use the Joy-Con, but I still think the Joy-Con's okay. Well, it's not that it's not the throwing motion, it's the actually controlling it all with one hand. That because you can't control like hold it with both hands, like I I don't like having to do the buttons in menu and the uh the controlling the character with one hand. Like I don't it doesn't work for me. But regardless, like it's great, it's fantastic. So I fell in on this and I wanted to complete my pokedex so i did in five days the day before new year's eve i finished out all 150 including the legendaries of uh of everything on there um not quite a living pokedex i'm gonna have to go back and actually catch more if i want to do living but uh, thanks to the pokemon go integration because you can bring in pokemon from uh from the mobile game uh i'd caught all of the and i didn't know i did this i'd caught all of the exclusives from pokemon eevee and uh imported them in and was able to complete it that way because you go in you import them into the safari zone uh and you uh then have to catch them from there and i did and so i caught all 150 of them in the game the only one well i caught 149 of them the only one that i've not caught on my own was mr mime austin traded me a mr mime and i've never seen one in that game he said they just popped up all the time for him never seen one in the game but he had one that he traded me and uh, so i completed the decks that way interesting so but you finished the pokedex and right you only have a couple to go you said like mew and melton right yeah so i have mew and the only way that you can get mew is from the pokeball plus that you had to buy the actual pokeball controller and it comes with mew so physical dlc weighing the options of whether or not I should spend $50 to get Mew. Um, Part of it may be if they let me bring these Pokemon into whatever Switch 2019 or Pokemon 2019 is. Uh, If they let you bring it into Generation 8, then absolutely I'm going to spend the 50 bucks to get Mew. 
I wouldn't be and, surprised uh, if you give it a little bit of time if Let's Go gets Pokemon Bank integration because that's yeah. really their service to like keep your Pokemon these days. They really need to because I've got I'm oh I'll get to get to that because I didn't I didn't know that I didn't know that was a thing and uh, so Pokemon Bank I'm hoping is a thing because now once I finished Let's Go I didn't necessarily want to just go shiny hunting for a while and I wanted to actually complete my Pokedex more so I decided that I would get Ultra Sun because you said a long time ago I can't remember if it was for Sun or Ultra Sun that like it was like the best Pokemon game released like Let's Go was your favorite and you said at the time that uh, that Ultra Sun was just they had fixed pretty much everything that had been wrong with the with the series at that point. Yeah, like I, the, I still stand by that. I mean, I think uh, I prefer Let's Go at this point, but at that point, it didn't exist yet. So yeah, Ultra Sun is still the best, like the best mainline game. And in terms of, and so I went and bought it. Like I, I, I downloaded it onto my 3DS because it's like I want, I want to play this. I've never played it. I want to to fill out the Pokédex more, and so I did it. And it's awesome ultra sun is great and uh you're absolutely right that it is it is i think that it is the of all of them including let's go i think it is the best game but i think let's go uh but it needs the uh all of the upgrades from from let's go like let's go is way more like fun to play but i think there's a lot more meat in ultra sun just because of the extra pokemon and the extra systems and things like that 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 they couldn't or didn't fit into let's go because they wanted it to be an introductory game yeah it'll be super interesting uh, to see like what they decide to do with gen 8 basically like what what are the things that they're going to carry over from let's go and what are the things that they take from the traditional mainline series and then what are the things that they just revamp anyway because it's on the switch and it has always been on like less powerful systems yeah and i so i'm looking really forward to that at this point so i ended up beating ultra sun i got to the post game on it and uh started collecting and i decided i when i found out about the uh the the pokemon bank my friend austin as i've i've mentioned in the past uh who i've who i've mentioned in the past um he told me that right around the time that his first daughter was born that he finished out a living Pokedex of all 800 uh, Pokemon because, you know, he's up all night doing that. And, you know, I don't have that. I'm just a glutton for punishment. So I decided I would try to do the same thing. And so I am now working through all of the uh, the, the Pokemon that way. And I, I'm Pokemon collecting. I want to finish out the Alolan decks and then put them on the Pokemon bank and try to finish out the national one of all like 800 something that there are now. And, uh, what is a living Pokedex is like a living compared to a dead a, Pokedex or what are we talking about? <laughs> Apparently this is a fan term, but, a, 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 I didn't know this until he explained it to me. A living Pokedex is where you have one of every single Pokemon in the bank in order that they're listed in the pokedex cool i like that i like that a lot so for if you want bulb like for all three bulbasaur evolutions you would actually have a bulbasaur a a venusaur and an ivysaur uh, in your bank and you would probably have your boxes labeled one to 30 and so on all the way through um that's because you can hold three thousand pokemon in the the bank and so you uh so you have plenty of room to do it and still save legendaries and shinies and uh, event Pokemon, all Alolan versions, all this. 
So I decided I wanted to do that because he did that. He went he he went crazy and did it. And uh, but you can't do it all in Ultra Sun Void because it doesn't have all the Pokemon in it. This is true. So he bought me Alpha Sapphire for my birthday that was uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah, and that's awesome. And so now I am playing Alpha Sapphire. Okay. And uh, after I beat, I am playing Ultra Sun and Alpha Sapphire at the exact same time. Um, I have one as a digital copy on my on my 3ds and i have one as a physical game in my 3ds um we'll talk about obsessive right now because i can go back and in alpha sapphire i'm playing through the game trying to to get through all of it and uh i got it because uh, he got me it because i had omega ruby and saw most of the content last time and wanted to have a different experience so now while i'm going through it when I'm just when i'm just killing time i am doing soft resets for a shiny Mewtwo. Uh, have you have okay. you seen the, the soft reset stuff for no. uh oh god I, I don't so know I fell down this. the hole. Like I, I went down the Reddit hole and all the forums and reading stuff on how to get stuff. Apparently that on the and there's a way to do it on Switch too, but I actually don't know how to do it on Switch to do it with Let's Go. Uh, but there's a way that you soft reset the 3DS so that you press L R and the select button at the same time and it just resets the game that you're in. Oh yeah, I knew about that. I didn't know like what that would have to do with Pokemon specifically so though. So you in Ultra Sun, and a lot of them you can do this, but I know specifically for Ultra Sun that you can save, you can see which Pokemon you're getting as a legendary as you go through the wormholes. You like, you go through. Did you do any of the post game in it? Nope, none at all. Okay, so you d- you finished the game, so you did some of the worm. You saw the wormholes where you're flying through there and collecting rings and stuff like that, and then going in. Yeah. Yeah, there's so, a couple in the main story. Yeah, so you do that. That is part of the end game. Like all, uh, the further you go, the more rare you can get, and all of the legendaries in the series are in there, and you can collect them from different colored wormholes uh, if you can get far enough down in there. And there's some RNG based on uh, you know which one you get based on which color, how far you went, and all this. And but you can see a shadow of them when you get in there to see which legendary it is. And Mewtwo is very. Uh, very specific in what he looks like. So I saved a couple of steps before he attacks and then you load the you load the the battle, you see if he's shiny, then you soft reset. Oh, I and then see. you load your save game because the shiny Pokemon to get them the the regular Pokemon are are what they call shiny locked. I didn't know about this that uh, as soon as you go into the wormhole it's decided, but legendaries don't decide until you load the battle. So you can go in over and over and over and over again until you get the shiny legendary that you want. And there is a 1 in 4096 chance that it's going to be a shiny. So what that means is that when you're not doing anything, when I'm not doing anything, I just have a save on my my save on Ultra Sun sitting in front of Mewtwo that I'm just hitting those buttons over and over again. When I see purple, I'm just waiting for the green and uh, praying that it doesn't take 2,000 to 4,000 times like some people uh that it takes to get them. Some people have done it like a hundred thousand times and I'll give up before then. But when I want to play a game, I've got alpha Sapphire to go through when I actually want to play play. And when I'm just kind of killing time and don't have anything to do, I can do uh Mewtwo wow. soft reset farming. Wow. Like it's, so you're at a certain level of obsession here at the moment with right Pokemon. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really am. 
Okay. I don't have a ton yeah, to add it's... to the main line. I mean, I still like the main line. I've talked about them kind of as it's come up, and I'm sure I'll get the next one when it comes out on Switch this year. Um, I assume it's still coming out this year. That would make so much sense. It the... would. If they if they don't, like, this would be the first year they didn't have a Pokemon game in, like, almost 20 years, wouldn't it? Mm, I don't know if that's true. I think I'd have to look back. I don't uh, there's some kind of Pokemon game, maybe. But if you're counting like mobile and weird releases and stuff too, I'm I'm, I'm think because I know they're regular. I just can't remember exactly what they are. Yeah. So the last thing I wanted to like touch on here before we jump off of Pokemon is like Pokemon Go because I've right. been playing with it a little bit, like off and on, right? Not every day. Like I'm still playing Dragalia Lost every day. Like that's that's my gotcha mobile game of the moment that's like that's my daily thing that i do kind of when i'm waking up and getting ready for work like it's not thoughtful but it's like enough to like wake my brain up um and pokemon go is one that like i i keep dabbling in a little bit here and there but it's in fits and starts it's not consistent but the thing is it seems like it's finally the game that we all hoped and thought it would be at launch and yes it kind of like it crossed that threshold sometime in the last few months, and I don't feel like it's gotten a ton of like buzz or press for it. But it's still, mm-hmm. I still think that it's worth noting because it's like there are like trainer battles and you can trade with people and kind of all the things that we all assumed would be there day one. It took them what two years now or something, but it's all yeah. finally there. Yeah, it's there now, and it's it's interesting because you can. There's technically even a single player mode where you can go and battle against NPC trainers and uh, build up to get badges and things like that. Like it's you have to build up to a certain level of friendship with people to uh, to trade and battle with them directly, but it's not hard to do. It's like. Apparently, I put up my friend code on my Twitter and pinned it and and just didn't think about using the hashtag Pokemon Go. And I've had hundreds of friend requests on there from people in Japan and all over the world that are sending gifts back and forth. Uh, gifts, not uh, not animated pictures, but uh, because people are always looking for friends to trade with and send uh, send items back and forth with. It's it's crazy how popular it is in other areas, even though it seems to have have dropped off a lot uh, here. But it is. It's the game that we wanted it to be. Uh, I I really want to play it more, but I'm lazy. <laughs> You're playing it a little bit, though, right? A little bit. I will throw on an incense, which uh, basically just attracts Pokemon to you. And then I've got at the corner of my block... You walk one house length and my street ends and there is a the, there's a university uh, east campus, their east campus, satellite campus uh, across the road. So on one corner of that street is a is a Pokestop and on the other corner at the other end of campus on uh, another block away is a gym. So I can throw on an incense and walk back and forth between those and there is just enough time to walk between them for it to reset that I can just go back and forth uh, catching whatever Pokemon come up while I'm walking and uh, just hit uh, gyms over and over again like that uh for as long as i want to if i need to that's awesome well at least you're still kind of picking away at it which is what i'm doing too like little bits here and there like if i ever if my commute changes if my work situation changes if you know where i am on a regular basis changes like i could easily pick this game up again consistently it's just not 
like with my current setup and habits i guess but it's it's still there's a solid game there if you're into that type of game so it's worth noting while we're talking about pokemon um yeah let's take a quick break to talk about our geeky offer of the week so guys we have a patreon and if you haven't checked it out that would be really awesome if you would go to patreon.com slash geek to geek cast and consider supporting the podcast we uh we would really really love you for doing that i will i will give you a real nice thank you and if i ever get to meet you in real life if you are a patron i will give you a hug and you know you want a beach hug so go to patreon.com slash geek to geek cast well said um also don't forget about the network a geekitude with joe hogan ray vargas they're always talking about whatever the latest geeky thing is that they've been doing or they're bringing on a geeky co-host or i guess i suppose it would be um but they're great and i always love listening to them every week katie and chelsea have been talking a lot lately too on tea time with pop culture and end of the year recap and it's been super interesting to hear them talk about like their recent travels too like i always love Mm -hmm. hearing about when people are traveling and kind of getting like different culture um experience and like what they got from that so that's been cool and then the other thing like we announced uh last week was capsule j and troidal are on the network now as streamers and they're amazing so uh capsule j typically streams tuesdays from 8 to 11 p.m eastern and sometimes like thursdays and weekends and then troidal is streaming most weeknights usually sometime after dinner at night so both of them are on twitch you can find them easily and we have links to them in the show notes these days or on they're on geek to geekcast.com right they will be they will be at some hopefully point. by the time people are listening to this they will be you can see if bj has done that yet if you check it right now um we're super excited to have both those guys on the network so it's it's awesome they've been joining us okay let's talk about weekly geekery what have you been doing lately so we're double recording this week again uh just because life came up and in a good I way to, it's a good thing it, it, i might it's not a good be thing here next time. week virtually bj might be filling for a couple weeks because i had life happen it's me this time instead of him um it's all good i just don't want to I'm, I'm not going to jinx anything we'll tell you when it's all wrapped up at the end Ooh, suspense yeah really it's like ooh. um but because of of that uh this week was still my birthday and uh so i'm i turned 36 i'm very i was very this was a very hard birthday for me um i shared a birthday with my mom i was born on my mom's birthday and she passed away last year in june so i i looked at my wife and i'm not a birthday person and this is my geekery so so bear with me this is i'm, I'm getting to stuff that's not depressing uh so i told my wife that that i just wanted her to do something for my birthday that it was going to be a hard day i was going to like sit and brood and cry all day long and i needed her to plan a birthday for me so so what she did was luckily uh my best friends were up here uh they live in palm beach and austin and grace were here and uh, we were able to hang out all day so jennifer got with them and we went and did an escape room for for my birthday and uh we were the only people there we were uh because we're in a small town, our escape rooms aren't actually open every day of the week. They take appointments during the week, uh, but they're only open on Friday and Saturday nights. Like just, you can walk in and do stuff. Uh, so Jennifer contacted them and we had a little private party doing the escape room and got to talk to the owner who, uh, who had put everything together. Like it was great. We did an espionage one and we got through and he let us keep going. We technically didn't escape, but we did because we were putting the numbers in order to get out of it as the timer, as the timer timer rang he was like y'all just keep going and uh 
So we we got that like it was so much fun because the last time I had done an escape room, uh, we did it for my friend Adam's thirtieth birthday, and we did it in Nashville, and it was one of those that kind of mills you in and out, and there were strangers in our group, and so it couldn't be just us, and so that makes it a little bit awkward. You can't do everything like you would normally do it, uh, solving puzzles and taking taking uh, initiative when you have strangers around you. So doing that uh, with just my friends was awesome. It was so much fun going in there. Like, uh, we, uh, it was, you started out in a Russian prison and he handcuffed us. So we had handcuffs on trying to break out of prison first. Uh, like it was great. Like I lo- had to find the handcuff key. I loved doing this. So after that we went. And so I got to tell you this, like this is, this is a good story. So do you have, I sent you a picture of my birthday cake, right? Oh yeah. This. Yeah. That looks right. super awesome. Okay. So my birthday cake, my favorite thing, maybe like favorite food type thing in the world is a cookie cake. I love cookie cake. I, and I don't never mean, directly talked about this. That is like one of my favorite desserts too. Is it? Yes. Oh, yes. Honestly. Oh, good. When we finally get to hang out in person, we're going to eat so much cookie cake. Yes. I love like this idea. I'm all for so this. much. And uh, you would. So, so my birthday cake is Jennifer knows this and uh, I, I just love them. So, we saw that Great American Cookie Company, um, which is one of those mall cookie things. I don't know uh, which one all of you guys have. Uh, we have where you Fields are, up but, by me. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, same thing. Uh, same thing everywhere. And this one happened to have a unicorn cookie layer cake, um, which is apparently five cookie cakes yes. stacked on top of one another with different colored icing in between them like it's a, a layer cake. It looked amazing. So... So my wife decides that she is going to order me this. Um, she called and ordered it, and she told them that it was for her husband's 36th birthday, that uh, that that I wanted this, that he that I would love it. And they were like, okay, so do you want these colors and things like that? And she's like, oh yeah, you make it as garish as you can, bright colors. Uh, you you know you do just like it is. Don't don't worry about that. Like he loves colors, and so they're like, okay, and uh, they took the order and we got it. So. Uh, we had to pick it up after we finished the escape room. And so they called her the day before just to verify that the order was correct and uh, that she still wanted it. And uh, they were like, so we're calling just to make sure that you still want this. And she's like, yeah, they're like we want because she didn't find out how much it was. And she they asked, they're like, we just want you to know that uh, that it is one hundred and twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Do you still want it? And she stopped and she sat. She's like, let me call you back in a few minutes. And uh, she came in the house and she asked me, so answer the first thing that comes into your mind, your, your mouth. Don't, don't, don't think about this. And I'm like, okay. And she was like, do you really want that unicorn cookie cake? Are you really looking forward to it? And I'm like, yeah, I really am. And she's like, okay, that's all I need to know. And so I asked her why. And she she told me what was going on. And I was like, I hate that. But I was like, I really have been thinking all day long how much <laughs> I want that cookie cake. Like it was the day before. I was like, that's what I was looking forward to the next day more than anything. And so she she called. She's like, I'm going to get it. That's fine. That's your birthday present. We're doing this. You know, I'm going to get I just wanted to make sure that you really wanted it. And it wasn't a, eh. That'd be kind of cool. But I was like, yes, I really, really, truly want this. Like, I, I really, truly did. So she called them and told them, and they're like, okay, uh, we'll we'll have it ready for you, I guess. Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure. And like, okay. 
okay. Like the lady was looking, like talking down to her. And she then uh, tells me that they verify it and we go about our day. She goes back to work. Uh, that was on her lunch hour. And I go back to work. And she tells me when she comes home, they called her again. A different person called her again to verify that she wanted it again. Wow. And uh, she's like, yes, I want this cake. So we go to the escape room. We're running a little bit late. And we... We we end up getting to the mall about an hour later than she told them. She gets another phone call asking if she's coming to pick up the cake because I'm fairly certain that they thought this was a prank. Oh, that yeah. No grown man in this area would want a five layer cookie cake with all of these bright fluorescent colors, and they are wrong. It's just that the guy got to the escape room late, and uh, that's the only reason he was talkative. And so we we went and we picked it up, and it was so heavy, and we carried it home. And they were really when they saw me, they were they're like just looking like something's wrong with this man. And I'm like, I want this cake. So excited. And so I, we get home, we take it home, we, we cut into it. And this thing is disgusting. Like, Oh no. Oh man. No, no, no. In the good way. Like this thing is gross. Like I don't want gourmet good food. Like my sister-in-law said, like, cannot believe that we paid $130 for this, for a cheap mall cookie cake. And what she doesn't understand is that I didn't want gourmet good layer cake. I didn't want good cookie cake. I wanted garbage cookie cake. And that is exactly what I got. Like, this was garbage food. And it's exactly what I wanted. I made myself sick. I've eaten it for lunch two days in a row now. (laughs) And, uh, like, it is like, there's still half a cake left. There, there, I still have like two and a half cookie cakes left. Like Austin was actually the only person that day able to finish the entire piece that he got. Uh, he just scarfed it, finished it before any of the rest of us. And it's just like, it's so gross, but it's so good. But it's better if you haven't had any in a while. Like it is absurd that if you have an opportunity, if you, you get this, like if that sounds like something you want, get it. It's real gross, but it's that good kind of gross. Okay. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad I'm you so got ha- it then. Like, like, I'm still geeking out about this. Like, I feel like this is the meatball sandwich version two, but it's like, I don't think everybody's going to run out. And by the way, you guys, I want to tell you, thank you for letting me know that you went and, and bought that sandwich. Like, the number of tweets and messages that I got telling me about your sandwich experience made me so happy. It like, is just amazing. Knowing. That we, you never know what people will actually respond to. Like, I know about how many people download this podcast every week, and I know how many people actually talk to us about the podcast Mm -hmm. every week. And it is a subset of a subset of a subset. Like, we have a core group that talks to us, and I love it, like, because we love to build that community. But if you're out there and you're listening, you're like, oh, I'd never reach out to them. They're too busy. We're not. I promise you, we're not. Like, we're every time somebody new reaches out and they're like, hey, I've been listening for a while and I wanted to say hey or thanks or whatever, like, we truly appreciate it. But there is this thing that happens that is completely and utterly out of our control, which things the community latches onto and actually reaches <laughs> back out to us about. Yep. We saw so many messages about that, like, meatball sub or what? Well, I don't even remember. <laughs> I wasn't the one who ate it. And I was, it was still like, garlic bread meatball sub yeah and i'm still in all these messages what people are like i'm gonna go try it i'm doing it right now and reporting back and it was it was so good it was so good i love seeing that it may be my favorite thing that's ever happened 
on this podcast, like that came up from this podcast, you know, outside of getting my job because I was consistently able to do this. Like, that's my favorite thing about this podcast is people sending me pictures of their sandwich because I said I liked it so much. <laughs> like, because I rambled about the sandwich for so long. Like, seriously, you guys, y'all, y'all made my day when you did that. Uh, so hopefully someone will try a $130 unicorn cake at some point because it's gross and delicious. And I'm still going to eat part of it when I'm done here. Like, I'm full. I've eaten dinner already, but it's still sitting in there and I've got a lot of unicorn cake to eat. Okay. It's, well, uh, we should we should let you get back to that pretty yeah. soon. I have like one geekery thing. Again, we're recording early, so I don't have a ton of like new stuff, but um I've been playing Hades early access and have I've, you seen I've the game? Heard it. No, I haven't seen it at all. I've heard of it. I've heard about it, but I've not actually looked it up. Okay, so this is the one that um the no clip has been following and it has started to okay. follow to do like a documentary series alongside the making of this game and it was one of the ones that got announced at the game awards to go on the epic game store right away when epic announced oh. that they were launching a game store and they were going to have exclusives that steam wouldn't have well of course they are yeah of course they are actually so, i didn't know that actually that was one that that somehow with all the stuff that's been going on that one slipped past me i didn't realize that about about epic but of course they are why would they not do that yeah and i was like uh, epic store whatever like i have fortnite installed like i'll look at it at some point but then one when i started to hear about hades and it was like oh wait this is actually this is super giant games and super giant games if you guys don't know developers they're the people who did bastion transistor and pyre and i've they always make good games yeah they make good games i've always loved their style i'm not a huge fan of transistor but bastion like blew me away when it came out and i really really liked pyre i played that pretty much non-stop from when i started it to when i finished it and I was like, another game from them? Like, I have to try it out. So I'll pick it up in early access. Like, I have no problem because knowing them, it's probably more polished than almost every other early <laughs> access game I've ever played. And yeah. that is so true. Like, it stops at a point, but most early access games that I play or that I've tried, and I, I don't do very many of them anymore because of this, they just they feel broken or unbalanced or unfinished or so rough around the edges. This one just feels like the core of it is there and super polished, hmm. but it stops at a certain point. So um, you can only make it so far in the game, but it's okay because... It is a Greek mythology roguelike where you're the prince of the underworld. So every time you sit down to play, you're just like doing a run through this roguelike game. And I don't like many roguelikes, but this is the kind that I love. So do you remember when I played Rogue Legacy? Vaguely. That's not one that, that's sticking out to me. It's one of the only roguelike games that I've ever actually beaten because it gives you progress for every run you get something oh and yeah yeah this is just like it's not just like that it's like that but even better like there's no way to not make progress on a run unless you go into the very first room and die immediately which it honestly shouldn't happen um there's progression and there's these persistent upgrades that keep improving every single time mm -hmm. and it slowly unlocks new ways to play too because um Every run ends up being different and it'll encourage you into these different styles because like you'll make it to the weapons room on your way out of, of like starting your run again and 
it'll have like a bonus on a different weapon every time. So if you want to get a bonus to like your progressive currency that sticks with you, you can pick that one up and you'll get like 10% more or 15% more or whatever on that run. Um, so it encourages you to try different weapons. And then the other thing is that as you're going through room to room, you run into rooms that when you beat them, every time you beat a room, you get something, right? Okay. And um, there's a lot of the time it'll give you like, a choice between two rooms when you beat one so you can kind of pick like what's the next uh upgrade or the next thing that i'm going for that i'm trying to get and a lot of them are um like the gods of olympus are talking to you and they will give you like a boon basically for and it's unique for like whatever weapon you have or whatever loadout you have um so you can get them from different gods but that also means that like Upgrades from Zeus are way different than upgrades from Aphrodite are different from upgrades from Athena. And because you don't have direct control over exactly the way that you're upgrading, every run feels a little bit different and a little bit unique, which is super fun. Um, Yeah, that sounds interesting, at least. It is. It is. It really is. And the thing is, the storytelling is so smart in this game. The thing about roguelikes that stalls people out is that you feel like you're getting nowhere. So the gameplay systems, like I just talked about, you always feel like you're making a little bit of progress. But the story in this game is that you are the prince of the underworld, so your father is Hades, right? And every time you die, because Hades is at the center of the underworld, you live in that palace at the center of the underworld. So that's where you go back every time you die. And you walk out of this like pool of... It's probably blood. It's just like red liquid, but whatever. You like walk out of it. They're like, oh back again huh and hades just (laughs) gives you a hard time about it he just trolls you like oh yeah you bet you made it far and every time you come back all of the characters or most of the characters that are in the palace have new things to say to you and have new unique dialogue options that you've never seen before so it really encourages you like every time you go back to not just immediately start another run but to kind of like walk around the palace for like a minute or two and to have like a very quick conversation with all the people and to go talk to hades and have him troll you a little bit and like Cerberus is your dog and you've been leaving him home with Hades so Hades is like oh I have to take care of your dog huh and it's so funny and so well done that like I never feel bad about dying because I immediately get rewarded with new story right it's like every single thing that you do is giving you a reward whether it's like gameplay and progression for doing well or story for dying and like resetting the whole thing Um, it's I don't know it's just every death gives you a chance to progress and it feels super rewarding. So this is an early access game that doesn't feel like an early access game. And I, I don't know. I love it. Like I haven't actually hit the end of the content yet. Like the early access isn't stopping my progress. My lack of skill is stopping my progress and that's totally <laughs> fine. But I've been playing this game maybe not every night, but probably like every other night. And I'll just play like a couple runs. I'll get a couple more things of story. You know, I'll progress a little bit and then I'll put it down and then I'll come back to it. And it's perfect like that. I usually get frustrated at roguelikes because of the repetition. And I know I said earlier, or it may have been last week that I mentioned that I can do, I can sit and do monotonous, repetitive tasks if I know that the end is going to be worth it. But I've yet to find a roguelike that feels like it's worth going through all of the repetition. Yeah, this uh, one, I don't know, Supergiant Games is really good. And yeah. every time you die, you get some cool story out of it. So I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, this one this one sounds really neat. Like, in terms of gameplay, does it play kind of like Diablo? Because that's what it kind of looks like. Um, Maybe. I don't use keyboard and mouse. I use controller. I mean, it reminds uh... me of action games. But every single weapon feels different and has a different cadence to it. So 
there's some good variety. Like anytime you feel like you're getting bored, you just switch a we- your weapon to a different one on the next run. Yeah, that sounds that sounds neat. That's one that uh, that I will have to definitely look into. That I wouldn't have even thought about it because it was a roguelike when you mentioned it, and then hearing about it makes it makes me think that I could potentially really spend some time on it. Yeah, and if I just heard it was a roguelike and even seen the trailers and stuff, I would have been like, eh, "It's a roguelike, probably not for me. I'm not going to spend my money." But when I heard that it was a super giant game, I was like, "Well, I'm going to give it a shot anyway," and I'm just I'm so glad that I did. Basically, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's about it for this week, guys. You can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have longer discussion threads on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash geek2geekcast. And you can also have some discussions with us on Slack and Discord. You can go to discord.geek2geekcast.com or slack.geek2geekcast.com to hang out with us there. And remember, like we said earlier, we're part of the network, so head over to geek2geekcast.com to see all of our shows and people and hopefully our streamers if i get that done which i yeah, hope you should get will. that done I, uh, I blog at agreenmushroom.com you can find me at grn mushroom that's green mushroom without the e's on twitter i'm on twitter as at professor beach that's beach with two e's and i blog at geekfitness.net sometimes we've been void and beach with your geek to geek podcast that'll do it for this week see you next week geeks Pika. Hi everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we are the hosts of Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture and talking about pretty much whatever we want. Katie! Yes? Stop thinking about Zac Efron and tell our future listeners what some of our latest episodes have been about. Well, we've talked about Zac Efron. No, get it together, Katie. Fine. We've talked about fan fiction, classical literature adaptations, favorite TV couples, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast today. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Hello, friends. This is Troidal Power inviting you to join me over on Twitch most weeknights sometime after dinner. Video games have always been a social hobby for me, with friends and family crammed together on a couch chatting away while someone holds the controller. And thanks to the power of the internet, I've got my own virtual couch over on Twitch where you can kick back and goof off while I play games. Find me on Twitch by searching Troidal Power, that's T-R-O-Y-T-L-E Power, to snag a spot on the couch.